Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. I'm just going to read something from um, Romans chapter 7. And I always get encouraged by this because this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinthians. And he says in verse uh, 14, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. Let's just pray. Father, we prayed this morning. You have said in your word that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He said he would draw all men unto me. And then a journey will start. You know, I was talking to my son yesterday. I was just talking uh, to someone here about him. And uh, he's actually a, a security guard or one of those guys that drives around in a car behind the bus. And uh, about once a month, we go out for lunch. And uh, he, he sort of tells me about the things that he encounters. And uh, I'm praying for him all the time because he's out there with uh, people that don't like following rules. So uh, the other day he was, uh, actually it was yesterday. Oh, no, sorry, it was the, the, the time before we met. And he was, um, uh, he was telling me a story about one time he had to get on the bus to actually escort someone off because they weren't doing the right thing. And then he said he got on the bus, and as he was beginning to escort one person off the bus, seven of the people in his group started to go behind him to do some things. And I was getting a little bit anxious as I'm hearing the story because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, he's out there and that kind of stuff. And, and I said, I was waiting for him to tell me what did he do? How did he get out of that? And he said, oh, Dad, don't worry. I just reached for my pepper spray I just touched it, and they all backed off. The pepper spray. Now, he knew what he was carrying. He had a baton, he had pepper spray, and had a way to communicate. He knew what he carried. 
He knew the weapons that he had available to him to be able to do his job. Now, Trevor, can you put, can someone put that, um, just, just follow me, okay, as a, there should be a, there we go. You see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says that the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to tear down strongholds. So he knew the weapons that he carried had the ability to do what needed to be done in order to keep things in order. Did you know that you carry something that has been of God, that is not of this world, where you are equipped to carry out something in the purposes of God? Did you know that, the, that, that, that we're not in a, a war that is of flesh and blood, but we're in a war that is of spirit, a spirit war, war, uh, war. And God has equipped you. He has equipped you to be able to have what's necessary to carry out his will on this earth. But you know, sometimes it's very difficult to come to grips with that. So what I'm going to try to do is try to explain, because we're talking about living in the spirit. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, to put some things up on, the, up on the screen. Now, the screen is not working quite like I thought it was going to work, but are we going to give it a go? So uh, can someone put that first uh, slide up? Is anyone operating the slides back there? <laughs> okay. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 to 26, it says, and I'm going to, at the end of it, we're going to run this parallel with some principles uh, that uh, Moses had, uh, principles of Moses when he went into Egypt to set his people free. So we're going to tie that in at the end of this service. And I got about probably 30 minutes to do that, or 20 minutes and so on. Now, so let's just picture Moses. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the, than the treasures of Egypt because, of, because he was looking ahead for his reward. Now, the reason I chose Moses, I sometimes identify with Moses. Moses, not, I'm not perfect. I'm a human being, just like you. Moses was aligned with God. And you know, if we, if the human race could align with God, I will tell you now, there would be no mental illness. Now, how do you align with God? We're going to put that next slide up. We are made up of, in, in the book of Thessalonians, it says God wants to separate us, spirit, soul, and body. And sometimes it's hard to get your head around. 
but I'm going to try to break that up to, to, so it'll make sense. Now, the PowerPoint, I hope, will help me here, but it, it's not sort of exactly the way it's, it comes out in my, on my system, the way it does here, so we'll see how we go with it. Now, the spirit. It says that in 1 Corinthians, that by, uh, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Now, what was he trying to show? What is, what are the, what is the them? Just the verse before that, the them is, he wants to show us things that the eye has never seen that the ear has never heard, that the mind cannot conceive. He can't do that in the natural body. He can only do that in the spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. This is what we speak, not in words taught in by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths, in spiritual words. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and intentions of man. So why do we have such an issue with mental illness? Because no matter what psychiatry, and what psychology and what counseling can do, and that's all good, it can't go as deep as the soul, as deep as the soul and the spirit. It can only go as far as the mental and emotional. The word of God is sharp. It, is, it can go deep into the spirit. The next slide, spirit. So we have a soul. What is the soul? Now, this is just to demonstrate that what is our soul? All right. So, so watch me. He says, self-pity, self-love, fear of suffering, withdrawal from the cross. These are some of the manifestations of the soul life. For its prime motivation is the self-preservation. It is exceedingly reluctant to endure any loss. See, we're selfish. That's the soul. That's who we really are. Your mind, your emotions, and how you make decisions. That's who you really are, the soul. The body. The body. And that's the part that passes away. The soul and the spirit keeps going. In Romans chapter 11, verse 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the spirit who lives in you. So when God says he wants to separate us, spirit, soul, and body, he wants us to align with him, to be able to have the capacity to be able to see the things that the eye cannot see, to hear the things that the ear cannot hear, and to be able to conceive things that the mind cannot conceive. In order to do that, 
We have to be aligned with God. Next slide. Now, so there's a, there's a, the right way to go is to live in the spirit and, uh, and not live in the flesh. Now, we're all human because we go back and forth. Now, I hope this makes sense. Now, usually I would have it kind of coming up one at a time and explaining each one so you can kind of get it. So, do you get this? Oh, great. Fantastic. Okay. So, you can see that the spirit, if we're living in the spirit, it talks about what happens in Galatia. It says that if we're living in the spirit, when people come in here and when you go out into the world, we have love. People will say, boy, that person is such a nice person. I don't know what they have, but they have something I'm, I really wanted. We don't have to go out and beat people across the head with the Bible because we're living in a spirit. And God, it shows the world that there's something about us. We don't know what it is, but I really want to get to know that person because I want to have what they have. And so when we're living in the spirit, our soul, our mind, our, our decision-making, and our feelings, how we feel, will be guided by the what? Come on, say it. Spirit. But there's a wrong way. Next slide. We don't want to go that way. Because if we live in the flesh, then what we're going to have, we're going to have violence. We're going to have People walking in high schools, shooting kids. We're going to have people taking drugs and alcohol to deal with the pain that's in the world. We're going to have people using modern weaponry to shoot into another country aimed at women children that's living in the flesh so that's the wrong way but the right way is to live in the spirit to have something that God wants us to have and people will see it and people will want that the next slide Now, let's, can we just jump to Moses? <clears throat> you know, Moses was, um, I'm sure most of us align with him. Uh, you know the story of Moses. Okay, so let's just have a quick look at Moses. So it says in Hebrews, as we read before, this reference was talking about Moses having to make a decision to be able to, 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 to uh, uh, you know, he, he, he chose not to, he, cho he didn't choose to be in Pharaoh's family. He chose to be with his people. But in that, as we read in chapter 11 before, he had to make a decision. And that decision led him someplace. It led him to the desert. So he was faced with a decision. 
just like you and just like I. In this case, Moses had the best training in the world at that time. He had all the things, any desire that he wanted, it was at his beck and call. But he, chose, he didn't choose that. He chose what God had already put in him, and that was to be with his people. And as you remember, he um, was in a situation, and one of the, um, one of the, the, uh, the, the uh, slave drivers was actually beating one of his people, and Moses stepped in and killed this person. And then he, was, he went to the desert where he was there for 40 years. So Moses was faced with that decision. He chose to be with his people, and he was led someplace that was very difficult. So what I want to say quickly is that we will be faced with decisions. And sometimes we can be faced with a decision not living in the spirit or aligned with God, and we can make mistakes. Now, we are human beings, and we make mistakes just like a lot of people do. No one's perfect. But thank the Lord, he has given us the, the way back to him to be able to start all over again. It was by faith that Moses led, led the land, led, led, left the land of Egypt, not feeling, fearing the king. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. He had perspective. You know, the many years that I've dealt with people, the most important thing was to bring people back to have perspective. Sometimes uh, people, Christians, reading the Bible, and sometimes I'm thinking, boy, they're reading the same Bible that I'm reading. And yes, they are. But quite often, they're reading it with a certain perspective. So Moses had a perspective. As he went into the desert, he was able to, he went there for 40 years, and then he, he just became an ordinary person. He met an ordinary lady, married her, and she was just an ordinary person. And Jesus chose ordinary people to turn the world upside down. And you and me, we're just ordinary people. So Moses was led into the desert for 40 years. Now the Lord was saying to Moses, in essence, I'm going to deliver the people by my own power and not your way. God has a certain way that he will actually lead people. He has a certain way that he will deal in our, in, in our lives so that he can prepare us for whatever he wants. And so Moses was led into the desert. You know, the desert has a kind of a stripping effect, a stripping effect, but it's necessary. Why? Because Jesus was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit. And he showed us what we were going to encounter. 
we encounter, he encountered the enemy. He encountered Satan. And he showed us how to deal with Satan. He was led into the, de- into the, into the desert. You see, our flesh deals in power, control, manipulation, violence. That's domestic violence. And so when we are not aligned with God, as it was with Paul, we can then begin to do the things that we don't want to do when we're not aligned with God. We can begin to do the things that we hate when we lose perspective, even when we're reading the Word of God, because we tend to go to the verses that justify what I want to do anyway, if we are following the flesh. So Moses was stripped. So when we are going into a, in the purposes of God, we're going to be stripped. And if we lose perspective, we'll start to get an attitude. But Moses did not get an attitude. He was actually uh, aligned with God, and he was able to keep perspective. And in the place, in the desert, he was, uh, he was being prepared to do what God wanted him to do. But you know, like like most of us, me too, I'm speaking to myself, by the way, Um, I complain sometimes. So God is, I hear God, he's talking, and I'm I'm questioning him. And sometimes what he wants me to do, uh, I really question him because I'll, I'll start to talk about well, well, why should I, you know, I can't, it doesn't make sense to me, God. Why would you want me to do that? Why, why would you want to bring me halfway around the world into a culture I don't even understand? Why, why would you do that? But his way is not my way. His way is not my way. So he started to complain. And then God said, what's in your hand? What is in your hand? And we could read here, for the sake of time, I won't read the, the many verses, but you know the story. God said, throw it down. He threw it down, what was in his hand. What was in his hand was something that he used in everyday life. But when God said, we've been singing about throwing it down, when God said, throw it down, He threw it down. Then it became a weapon to be used by Moses to fulfill the purposes of God. He said, throw it down. Throw it down. You see, in our hands, God has given something. He's given you, he's given me something in my hand. And sometimes it's a little bit nervous. I get a little bit nervous about what he wants me to do with what is in my hand. And I can tell you now, I am just an ordinary person. But when I left Vietnam and I knew God saved me because I was close to death so many times, and he saved me, any one of those weapons could have just taken my life out. From the very first day I was there, I was all, my life was almost taken. I was that close the first day. So from that time, I said, okay, God, you've saved me. I'm going to make sure I'm aligned with you. I'm going to keep perspective. 
And so I come to Australia, and what does he put in my hand? Ultra one. I can tell you there were many times in the desert when I felt stripped. It was painful. But it was necessary to be able to to be able to be a part of God's plan to create something like Altar One with two other people. And he hasn't finished yet. That's the scary part. Because he's talking about, <laughs> I won't go into it. It's crazy. I won't go into it. But he puts something in my hand. He has something in your hand. This is a risk for me because you know I don't, pre- I don't come here and share in this church very much. And I don't know you guys, okay? I don't know you. I was sitting there and I felt God telling me something he's put in your hands. I don't know you. I've never seen you before. When you came in the door there, God has put something in your hands. You may have a little bit of a glimpse of what it is. But it's in your hands right now. The enemy has tried to steal it. He's tried to steal it. But he's put something in your hand to be used for his purposes. It may be scary. It may not make sense. But you three guys, when you came in that door, that's what I saw. I'm taking a little bit of risk because I don't know where you come. You may be preachers. I don't even know. But I know that God has put something in your hand to be used in his purposes. You may be wrestling with it. But God is saying, the enemy has tried to take it. But you must, you must lay it down. Lay it down. And he will use it to his glory. And so God... When we align with God and we move from the spirit, we keep the flesh at bay. If we move from the flesh, we have the problems of the world now. We can align with God. We can keep perspective. God has put something in our hands. Now, when, we put, when God puts something in our hands, just what does that look like for us? In Ephesians 4, I won't read that, but Moses, like you and I, he had excuses. Uh, Sorry, Exodus chapter 4, verse 1, he had unbelief. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, he didn't like the way he spoke. Exodus chapter 4, verse 13, he felt inferior. He didn't feel worthy. Exodus chapter 5, verse 21, 22. He was unfruitful. Because of, Mo, because of Moses' demands when he went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh kept knocking him back, he, he became, he decided, oh, I'm, I'm not getting anywhere. Pharaoh made, and then because of Moses going to, to, um, uh, uh, going to the Pharaoh, It made it hard for his people. So he felt like a failure. But he didn't know the big picture. But God knew it. So Moses made excuses. God had a destination for the Israelites, but fear and the loss of perspective caused the generation to miss the mark. 
You know, even when Moses led his people to the promised land, the purposes of God, they saw the giants. They didn't see the opportunity. They saw the giants. And because of fear, that generation missed the mark. It's important to align with God, to align with the Spirit, to align with the Spirit. You know, this morning, just as we finished, we've been going for, they gave me sort of 25 minutes, so we've just, we've done that now. <laughs> so what are some takeaways? What does it look like when God, to, to, to know what God has put in your hands? You know things about the motivational gifts, the spiritual gifts. Well, what does that look like? The gift of prophecy or insight are the eyes of God. Service or the hands of the body of Christ. Teaching of the mind of the body of Christ. Giving of the arms of the body of Christ. Encouragement, exhortation, inspiration. Those are the mouth of the body of Christ. Administration. That's the head of the body of Christ. And mercy is the heart of the body of Christ. What has God put in your hands? I see it in this church. I can see prophecy. I can see service. I can see teaching. I can see giving. I can see those who encourage. I can see administration. I can see mercy right in this room. You see, if God can take that out of this building for the next six days, you're just like me. I'm an ordinary person. He can turn the world upside down as he did with 12 people, which is continuing today. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. If you align with God, and if you stay away from the flesh, and align with God, and keep perspective, he will guide you in the purposes and the destiny that he has written over your life. And you will be able to go into the promised land and not become lost because of fear and a perspective in how we see what we see. Don't see the giants. See the opportunity.
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.